Hi, I'm Amy Blackthorne, and this is Blackthorne Grove. Hey there, Amy Blackthorne here. You, right now, can download the first 30 pages of my next title, Blackthorne's Botanical Wellness, at amyblackthorne.com, along with the rest of my titles for free. Again, that's amyblackthorne.com to check out all of my books available for order now. For those of you who are new to the podcast, blackthornsbotanicals.com has some great teas, ritual oils, magical candles, and more for the next bit. I know not everyone can get to the podcast right away. I'm going to put up a podcast-only coupon code, code PODCAST, all lowercase, on blackthornsbotanicals.com for 20% off anything you find in the store. Try and help as best I can. And and apparently Lilu agrees. That's blackthornsbotanicals.com and offer code PODCAST, all lowercase. Hi, I'm Amy Blackthorn, and this is the Blackthorn Grove, a podcast where witchcraft meets with good friends over tea to talk about the nature of magic and community. Today, I am meeting with my dear friend, uh, Rachel Walter. We've we've been friends for, oh my God, our friendship is almost old enough to drink, I think. It, it is. It will be old <laughs> enough to drink next year. 2000, no, 2003, I think, is when we met. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. That sounds right, because we were already eyeballs deep in uh in books when yeah i started working uh in baltimore so rachel is a secular activist in lincoln nebraska and is the chair of secular democrats in nebraska president of lincoln atheists and director for american atheists nebraska she's been involved in politics for over 35 years which is amazing uh, besides her secular work she also fosters dogs for a local animal rescue and has helped more than 25 animals find their forever homes She's adopted three chihuahuas and three long-haired cats. And I'm really tickled because we get to sit here with Agatha uh, showing her beautiful kitty kitty whiskers as well as part of the podcast. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Agatha Harkness loves being part of this as she is a witch herself. Um, Fantastic. Yes, I am her familiar. It's (laughs) But yeah. Thank you for having me. It's so good to see you. It's been so long. I know. Seeing seeing people's faces scroll by on Facebook is not the same as actually getting to sit down and see your face over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just a delight. Um, as you know, I'm because you follow me on Facebook, I am constantly posting about secular issues. And um, witches and those in the witchy community are often completely neglected. Mm-hmm. The surveys that go out so if you read over most surveys um what they ask is are you christian or they say protestant catholic muslim jewish hindu buddhist other atheist or none you know they very rarely include options like spiritual but not religious uh non-theistic religion um folk religion mm-hmm. um polytheistic except Hindu and some Buddhists who believe that, um, they very rarely break it down. And so what I represent are the people who are called the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. 
<laughs> which I love. Um, and I call it the Nunbrella. We're all hiding out <laughs> under here. Um, and there's so many. And, and there is one statistician. Um, he also happens to be a Baptist minister out of Illinois. And when he does his surveys, he'll have as many as 50 options. And so when you look at his data, his name is Ryan Burge, B-U-R-G-E. You can follow him on Twitter. Um, I love using his, stat his stats because he has no skin in the game. He's not trying to make the numbers, to fudge the numbers, to make secularism or the nuns look bigger because that kind of really hurts the bottom line of the... Mm -hmm. Baptist side of things. So it's really, I use a lot of his data because it is so inclusive. And many of his options are pagan, Wiccan, witch, um, druid. He, I've seen many different options on his nice. different surveys. Mostly it's religious or spiritual, but not religious, which I know a lot of people who practice the folk religions fall under but I really wish they would just put witch, you yeah. know, because I know so many natives who use that term mm -hmm. and so many people of other ethnic and, and cultural backgrounds that like that term. Let's reclaim that. But when you look at, at that, it is immense. Our numbers nearly double when you let us self-identify. Fantastic. Yeah, it just feels so alienating to have you know, you scroll and scroll and scroll, hoping down in the W's there'll be which Wicca, something related to magic or paganism somewhere in there. It's always, nope. And it's so funny None. because the hospital system that I used to work in here locally in Delaware, uh, they have, a, they want you to list your religious preference uh, in case there's an accident, they can provide you with whatever last rites are, are appropriate. And so, you get them uh, where they're asking, saying, okay, well, what is your religious preference? And they're expecting Christian and they're expecting, you know, they're expecting something that they're familiar with. And you say, oh no, I'm a witch. And they, not only that I admitted it to them, but that it's a list, it's a number on their list saying, yes, I can choose this. Okay. I did. I know something now. <laughs> and it's yeah. really amusing. But it's also, it, it's super inclusive, you know, like I, one of the things I, I, I speak to, to county parties and candidates all over and just say, you know, it's really important that you include people of faith and people of no faith, because as we know, a lot of people turn to spiritual, but not religious, but they still have a faith in something. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know so many people who identify as witch who believe in a higher power and who believe in something out there. It may be a deist type philosophy or deists philosophy, natural religions. And so just changing language, just adding little tweaks and it just changes everything. I don't know if you saw what happened at the, after the Uvalde when Beto O'Rourke came. And he, he, instead of saying God bless or God bless America or God fearing Americans, he said, be kind to one another. And everybody went like this. What? I'm included. <laughs> I am. He was speaking to me like the, the folks in the Texas, um, secular Democrats of Texas were overjoyed. Everyone was just, it's something we talked about because it's the first time after 
a tragedy where we finally felt included by not being excluded. Exactly. And it's funny, I have, I have people who are like, okay, well, if I'm religious, I'm, you know, I practice, we'll say Wicca just for the example's sake. Why should I care about secular ideas? It's like, because <laughs> as much as we love this, we're not included nine, well, more than nine times out of 10. Yeah, um, we're not included um, when we have I, the, the political parties, when they have prayer at meetings, it's not, um, it's not including the, the fire, the water, the air, the mm -hmm. earth, it's Jesus. It's one of, it's, you know, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. It is the, the Christian theology yeah. and theocracy. And I know everybody is freaking out. <coughs> pardon me over what happened the last week mm -hmm. just did we have the overturning of roe v or the gutting of roe v wade we also had funding of, of christian schools in maine mm -hmm. um, and i don't know if you read if you saw this but that school is like wait a second you mean we have to follow state law if we get the state law money so we <laughs> discriminate against the, the gays i don't know if we're into that and then we had the whole coach on the 50 yard line and one thing i'm seeing from everyone is if his name were alaman mm -hmm. and not whatever anderson or whatever his name was it would not have gone down this of way course not. and a friend of mine is like yes i think i'm going to start opening all my classes with a prayer to the flying spaghetti monster i'm like you can do that now you <laughs> can do that but it, it's it's these laws are, are devastating to everybody who believes in the separation of church and state, but it's really harmful to those of us on the fringes of what is considered acceptable religion, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know when I picked my religion out of the big old handbook, I made sure that I went with the one that was the most accepted that's ever going to be available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, when I just, when you use the button bag from Project Runway, first thing that comes up is Jeebus. <laughs> but it is, you know, when I, when I was talking about self-identifying, we go from about, the difference is like one in four mm -hmm. or one in five Americans identifying to almost three in 10. Wow. So, Yeah. It's a huge jump. And when you look at who's registered where, self-identified Democrats, it's 42% of registered Democrats are nuns, 43% mm -hmm. of registered independents, and 19% uh, of registered Republicans. So under the nunbrella, when we get to self-identify, don't mess with us. <laughs> like, you know, a, a big chunk, a large chunk of people. And when you look at the up and coming Gen Z, who, by the way, can I just, can I please just give a shout out to all the Gen Z and younger millennials who are just kicking ass and taking names on TikTok. I love it. I love them so much. Like I'm Gen X and I'm like, um, whatever you need, anything you need, um, please let me know because I love you and I would like to adopt all of you, <laughs> but only in the whole, I'm your auntie, not your mom kind of way. Right. 
But when you look at their numbers, and we're just looking at the numbers of the ones who are old enough to say, they're at almost 50%, wow. none. And I'm going to give a huge shout out to the older millennials and Gen Z for raising such a great group of kids. <laughs> go up. For, for a group of people who don't care about anything, I'm Gen X. Um, we raised some pretty good kids. I'm not going to lie. Those Gen Zers, those Zoomers are just amazeballs. And we're expecting that that number, that trend will continue. Um, yeah, because they see what it's doing to their parents and their grandparents. Mm-hmm. Well, and even like almost 20% of, of this, of, is it the silent generation, the silent boomer? Yeah. So it's like 20, almost 20% of the silent generation, like 25% of boomers, 35% of, no, I'm going back too far. So it's boomers are like 20%, 20 30%, I'd have to pull up the numbers, but it's increasing between five and 10% every generation of those who no longer identify as one of the major world religions. Right. Major. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, even, even among um, the, the pagan umbrella, the number of people who either can't identify with a specific uh, sect or tradition and the ones that have no interest in it, uh, there's a lot more atheist witches that are are silent because they understand they're a minority, even among the minority of pagan religions. It's like everybody should have, everybody gets a say. Yeah. And we actually, I just had someone from, and I didn't even know we had a Druid group out here in Nebraska. They reached out. So we're going to try to work with them um, because it's it's important. One, we need to have a secular network of people that can reach out, but also that we can activate. You know, we had a special election in Nebraska yesterday. We, we didn't win. However, we closed an 11 point gap to just under 5%. It was like 4.3% difference. Wow. And who are going up against each other again in November. So we think we might actually be able to win. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And that was with like 30% of people actually turning out to vote because most people don't turn out for special elections. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think that all this garbage coming down has really invigorated people. But so many of us who are, non-religious or not what's the word I'm looking for traditional religion Mm -hmm. Um, we don't make it a part of what we're doing so we're just a volunteer but when it comes down to it those of us that follow fall under the nun and the nun nothing in particular whatever you want to call it we are actually the most politically active group in the country because we're so used to being stepped on right And so I really feel like we need to just start saying, yeah, but you know what? I'm a witch. You know what? I'm an atheist. You know what? I'm an atheist witch. And stop, start being way more visible because right now we're the, we're the, we're not, they don't come to speak to us in our groups. They don't reach out to our leaders. Um, And I know this for a fact, you know, 
I only get it contacted through secular Democrats of Nebraska. No one reaches out to me as Nebraska American Atheist Director or American or Lincoln Atheist President. And that's because I have a place in the party. Mm -hmm. um, they recognize that I'm in the party and that's the only reason they reach out, which is the other reason we would love to see more groups cropping up around the country. And I'm happy to provide any of that information should you want it. <laughs> um, but it is, it is so exciting to see so many people, especially after the last week, who I did not ever know their religious affiliation coming out and saying, yeah, I'm a secular Jew. I'm a uni Unitarian Universalist. I'm a Dudist, you know, all these folks are coming out and because this now affects them in a way that they never thought it was really going to affect, but now they see this separation, this wall, it's not crumbling. It has crumbled. Yes. And we have to work to rebuild it. But if they don't think we're vocal and they don't think we're out there, they're not really, it's not going to be a high priority. Exactly. So we need to make it a high priority. Which is why I'm so glad that you wanted to talk to me because Yay. I feel like any voice we get out there from anywhere where we're able to, to tell folks your voice, not only does it need to be heard, but it is so loud because if it weren't loud, they wouldn't be trying to silence us. Correct. So the amount of fear that they have really shows because they work so hard to make sure that we don't know they exist or aren't empowered to help make those decisions and those votes happen yeah and the other thing i'll say is don't ever leave any slot on the ballot uncontested i don't care if it's for water treatment facility um school board any slot that needs to be filled someone needs to fill it because the worst thing they're going to say is no and say and vote you a no but if no one's there, then you're definitely not going to get that. And we need people in every position. Democrats win when we run. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, you're in Delaware, lucky. Um, <laughs> so you have some, some really great leadership out there too. Um, big fan of some of your leaders. But one thing, um, when it comes to political leaders, if you count the nuns, let's just say that we're going to pretend that we're really at that 25%. We know we're higher. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's 550,000 elected positions in the country, which there are, like I said, everything in Nebraska we have, um, we do have people who handle water. So if there are 550,000 positions, if nuns are 25% of the people, we should have around 100, a minimum of 125,000 people who identify under the nunbrella in office. You wanna know how many we have? Three. We have right <laughs> around a hundred. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh. And these are people that are out. So right. that's really Absolutely. important. So surprisingly, Idaho Republican just won his primary and he's an atheist mm -hmm. um, and one in, in Idaho, um, which is a very religious, state he won the the republican primary so i don't think it's counting against us as in the way that we, people think it is so get out there i am not a political person like i'm not i am not the person you want running for anything 
um, mostly because I hate going door to door and I'm really more of a background person. Right. But I will put anybody up and I will do all the work for them. Um, but it's, we just need more people. We need more diversity, not just mm -hmm. in, in race, ethnicity, uh, gender and sexual identity, but in religious identities too. Congress is like 90% Christian. Might be more than that. I'm super lucky. A friend of mine who uh, is, is one of the part owners of a local witchcraft shop is running for her local jurisdiction. And I'm mm -hmm. so here for it. <laughs> the, the things that I know that she wants to do are not only fantastic and really community oriented, but it gives her a platform to move up that ladder to make sure that people are being heard, that people are being seen, whether they're from the Baptist church down the street or the voodoo temple around the corner. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, all of those folks deserve a voice. Mm -hmm. And we need leaders that recognize that there are more people in this country than Becky and Chad. Um, and it, it's just, we have some, some great people running all over the country. And I am just so excited um, to see, sorry, my dogs are going crazy. Someone's dropping off a package. Um, the chihuahuas have to make sure that that's all they're doing. Oh yes, of course. They're not actually trying to murder me. Um, <laughs> but no, great people running. Um, I'm so happy that she's running. It's, it's important and we have people People, like I know a lot of, of candidates throughout the country who are non-theistic um, and they don't use that term. They might use humanist or they might use spiritual but not religious, which feels to them less, I don't know if they think it's abrasive or if they think it's oh, proselytizing. And I, I have to wonder why that that would be proselytizing basically you're saying you don't believe in four thousand gods i don't believe in four thousand and one whatever <laughs> <laughs> and it's so interesting i mean my neighbor came over last week while i was actually i've been redoing my kitchen just to make it more covid appropriate mm -hmm. um i had a kitchen table that seats eight people i'm never gonna have eight people in my house ever again so oh <laughs> uh well, when I moved back east, it's it's on. I'm, I have a, a twelve to twenty four month plan to move back east. You know, I miss it so much. I talk to you all the time, Wawa. Wawa. Wah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I feel bad for people who don't have Wawa. I do feel bad. You know, they're getting a Wawa in Tennessee. Yes, I shared that with you. Remember? Oh, right. And I was like. And I think I even posted on Twitter to them and I'm like, why not me? Why not me? Yeah, I, would, right. I would miss you it if I moved away. You have an eight person table, which we'll use, <laughs> come out. We'll, we'll do crafting on it. Your... I used to use it for sewing. Oh, so nice. she came over and um, this is first time she's been in the house. She's been over a few times, but first time she's able to come in the house and we're, you know, I, I grabbed her a, um, a lavender soda. We're, we're sitting there uh, just 
bullshitting and talking about some some neighborhood gossip and she says okay i gotta ask you are you a witch <laughs> like you're in my house you're in my kitchen the kitchen altar is the entire breakfast nook that <laughs> the, the people who had dolls before me put in like there's a three-foot statue of diana there's statuary for the morrigan for hecate for um there's a couple different pieces out I'm like uh yeah she's like because the because the whole neighborhood says you are I'm like well yeah um and, and I'm kind of a famous one too just so you know i'm <laughs> kind of a big deal in the witch community <laughs> well it's the thing she kept she kept trying to ask she's like so uh how do you make your money like first of all rude <laughs> yeah you could there are better ways to put that um and so i said you know i'm, I'm a best-selling author i i write you know my fifth book comes out on october 1st um, blackthorn's botanical wellness i didn't tell her the name of the books of course i just said you know i I'm, i write books and that's that's where my money comes from i'm not telling you in this business it's, no thank you um, I, you know, I traffic in body parts obviously <laughs> that's what you think so let's just go there well, I had to tell her, um, she's, she's making the face that says, I, why do these people know that you're a witch? Why do these people think you're a witch? And I said, look, um, I got up probably 14 years ago. I woke up and uh, went to go to Bob Evans for breakfast on a Sunday. And I'm backing out of the driveway and I see someone has spray painted, which bitch fuck you on my driveway. I remember that. You see? Um, for those of you who did not know me at that point, I had a couple of witchy bumper stickers on the back of my vehicle, but I kept them on magnets. So if I was going to a place where it would not be safe for me to identify myself as a witch, I could just take the bumper sticker off. Um, safe, reasonable, uh, aware. So yeah, someone thought it was appropriate to spray paint witch bitch fuck you on my driveway. And so I put out, instead of having screaming hysterical fit, that I wanted to in my mind. <laughs> Instead, I put out um, the equivalent of a little free library at the end of the driveway where the spray paint was with a little flyer in it that said it had the it had some frequently asked questions about Wicca and and or witchcraft and how they're delineated and what it means and what it doesn't mean. And if people picked it up, then that's great. Then they would learn something. Um, but one of the she was like, well, I won't you know, try and convert you to Jesus and you just won't talk to me about, you know, nature or whatever. Right. Like it's nature or whatever. Way condescending. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but it's that idea of being able to tell them not only am I not proselytizing against my religion, it just blows their mind. Wow. Yeah. Well, how do you get new converts if you can't tell people about yourself? We don't want new converts. We, we don't need them. They read the Bible and they leave them on their own. <laughs> exactly people will come that way or they won't but no one's gonna show up on your doorstep door knocking for athena she's got bigger shit to do right i mean wisdom i mean seriously she is working so hard right now trying to put the wisdom back into people and they are just like no nope, <laughs> mind is closed <laughs> i have a quite large bust of her at the threshold for my home for just right. that reason like you can can have all the feeling that you want let's let's have some wisdom and some compassion there how about that can i ever show you the broomstick over my door no okay i gotta show you this because i really think you'll like it 
It was made for me by a friend of mine. It's a oh double. My God. That's yeah. gorgeous. Isn't it? It's got two uh, sweepers at the end. And I don't know what kind of wood that is. But yeah, it was uh, when I moved, it was a gift from a friend of mine in New Jersey because he knew my mom. Well, we have a lot of witchy elements in my life, in my family. Um, right. My sisters both um, identify more toward the, the natural religion. Um, and, you know, we had, my parents had a hand fasting and mm. yeah, my sisters got to have their period celebrated the, the moon cycle when they became women. And so there are things that I still do as part of, from what I grew up with, you know, I still burn sage and you know that I have contacted you and I'm like, listen, I need all the help in the universe right now. So if you can maybe please, I don't know, throw a spell out there for me. How do I do this candle thing? Which color candle do I need for this? And you've always been great. Just because, you know, sometimes you just need something. You just gotta say, listen, I don't necessarily believe, but anything couldn't, I mean, this could help. <laughs> so it doesn't hurt to try. And so I, I still, I still love it though. I love burning sage. Also it gets my cats really high. Um, yeah, it's funny because we um, in Sacred Smoke, I talk about the hierarchy of um, plant allies as far as smoke cleansing goes. And, and people don't understand that there's so much more out there than, you know, this, this one plant that they heard about on Oprah. Mm -hmm. There's so much really incredible energy out there that wants to work with people, that wants to reach out, that wants to be a part of our ritual practice. But the, the heavy lifting, that's not a plant leaf. You know, there's flowers, which are really nice. And then maybe some leaves and the, then you go into seeds. The more dense the material is, the, the better it is for that heavy lifting. So you get things like frankincense and dragon's blood resin. Like that's the heavy hitters you, people want when there's like, oh, okay, well, this is, things are kind of weird. Okay, that's burning a lot of these different plants. It's like opening your windows and letting some fresh air in. You actually need to evict somebody. There's this resins out there are a lot more ready, willing, and able to make sure that that can happen for us. And I, I just love the piece that I, you know, because it's something from my past. It's something that grounds me and brings me back to the parts of my life that have great memories so when I do that I just and I always think of you too and you are I, I've told you this you are someone that has been there with me through a lot of ups and downs and I've been there with you through a lot of ups and downs oh yeah but you I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm getting a little choked up over here <laughs> you have always been someone who even if we don't talk for a long time I can just reach out to and say so here's the thing I realize I've been MIA for two years I need your help. And you're like, I'm on it right there. Here I am. Let's go. And I just appreciate you. And I hope the rest of the world knows what a, a really wonderful, kind human being you are. Cause you just make me, yeah. You just make me feel like, as long as there's people like Amy out there, I can continue the fight that I fight, you know, I don't even pay you to say this stuff either. <laughs> 
No, she didn't. I'm I'm telling her because I I had like I, I was telling Amy before we got on the call, I had a really great weekend, even though all the shit hit the fan, where I had people coming up and telling me how I've made major changes in their life. And I just really this felt like the time to tell Amy that she's made a huge impact on mine. And I'm just so grateful that she's in my life. And yeah, that's all. I, I love, love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That means a lot. It's it's been a it's been an interesting couple months. Um yeah. And it's been I know how many people right now are struggling with um, health. I know a lot of people are going through some health issues right now. A lot of people are doing some major, <sighs> the mental inventory going on with a lot of people. And so for anyone listening, just tell someone what they mean to you because it just, everyone needs to hear it right now. There's so much, everyone is doing the heavy lifting. So how about just lighten the burden and let them know that it's it's working. Hi, Katie. <laughs> Agatha agreed, apparently. Yes, Agatha also wants to give you her support. You know, as I said, she is the witch and I am the familiar, so. <laughs> so I, 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 have, I have Agatha Herkness. Um, she is the, the sorceress supreme, supreme. And then I have Hazel Agnes Nutter Pulsifer, and she is witch Hazel as well. Um, but she is she is witch. So all of my cats are going to be named after witches from here on out. How did you get involved with uh, political activism and political work? I mean, the, your bio says thirty five years, but that's not a long time. I was eleven. Um, so when I when. Governor Dukakis from Massachusetts was running for president in 1988. I was out with my mom, knocking mm -hmm. doors, um, getting signs, talking at my school. Everyone else was a Republican. And I'm like, y'all, here's the facts, okay? <laughs> nice. and so we moved when we when I was 15, we moved from North Dakota to Nebraska. And I got involved with a group called the Women's Journal Advocate, and I was their teen correspondent. Nice. And I got involved in so many clubs in school. We had um, election, we had register to vote things. I got in so much trouble all the time, of course. But I was, before I could even vote, I was registering people, I was educating people. I was doing the ground floor building what I could in Nebraska. I live in one of the, we'll call them liberal cities, but it's not liberal the way you think of it in the East. It's liberal the way we think of it in the West or in the Midwest, which is not as bad. <laughs> so, we actually call Lincoln, Nebraska, the rainbow dot in Nebraska because um, half of our city councilors are LGBTQIA2+. Nice. And um, yeah, it is nice. And then Omaha is the blue dot because Nebraska is one of two states that splits their electoral votes. Right. So this past election, Omaha went for Biden. 
they had gerrymandered us so Lincoln won't ever go for Biden or a Democrat again, but they're, they're fucking around and finding out that that may not be the truth. So, um, so we're, we're doing, we're doing some, some major outreach here, but yeah, I've been, I have, I remember in high school, um, we had these in civil, what, what they civics classes. Right. And we would have these debates. And one day I was on the, I was doing abortion rights. And then the people who were supposed to be for gun control weren't there. And I'm like, I can do it. <laughs> so I just, you know, no prep. There I am doing it because I, I had the information. Um, and that's just what I do. I, I, whatever I can do to get the word out, because there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that things can be misread. Like when people go off on this defund the police, I'm like, because you don't know what it means. Right. It doesn't mean we're not funding them. It means we're reallocating their funds to actually provide public service. Mm -hmm. Like they did in Camden, New Jersey, which was the first one to quote unquote defund the police. And now they have a great relationship with their citizens. Much better, maybe not great, but much, much better than it was. And so messaging is really what, what we have to do. And what I always tell folks is I look at the liberal wing of politics, not as a backbone, but as 32 individual bones that are stacked on top of one another to build a backbone. We have the LGBTQ, we have the BIPOC, we have um, AAPI. Each one of those spinal bones is is another group and if we aren't standing together and supporting one another we collapse right and so if we were to get all the marginalized and disenfranchised groups together and stop chasing after the white swing voter we would win every election because there are way more marginalized people in this country than there are status quo people in this country yes so we just have to really push the uplifting of one another and not well we'll deal with that you know after after the majority gets their rights back then we'll worry about the minority and it's like yeah I, not a thing. I think we've been dealing with that for like thousands of years and it never comes out that way so how about no, we just include everybody now. <laughs> just a thought, just throwing that out there. When we look at how a lot of these ballots come together, is there a really specific way that people, especially people in our in our communities, can get involved in a way that says, okay, this is this is important to me. This is something that I can that I can do it's not just about door knocking or or yard signs what would you suggest so what I would you mean in secular mm -hmm. or just, okay so there's a couple of really great resources secular democrats of America um, they are the uh, parent group I guess and I'm kind of one of their child groups but so there are two states that actually have a party have a, a secular caucus or secular council within the party. It's Nebraska and Texas. Mm -hmm. There are several states that are trying to get that. Florida, Connecticut, I believe Pennsylvania, 
Virginia, Colorado, and there are a couple others, and I'm sorry if I miss them and they're listening in. Um, but Secular Democrats of America is a great place to start. Secular Strategies. Um, you should probably write for Open Sky or Only Sky. Only Sky is the name of, of um, a secular news media organization. Um, there's so there's so in your area up in the in the east, American Atheist is actually based out of New Jersey. Nice. And they have all sorts of affiliates and they do a lot of activism through them. I do a lot of, of speaking at the legislature. They give me a lot of really good points and counterpoints and verbiage to use. But they will, there are a lot of groups that they will make an affiliate. Uh, we have humanists, we have um, I believe they have some secular, other secular organizations that are not religious in nature. Mm -hmm. So it's always, you can always look to them and see if your group can be an affiliate. Um, Humanist, American Humanist Association is another one you can look at. Um, one thing that I always say we have to address is we have to address a, the white elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. And that is that in a lot of secular communities, people of color are left out or marginalized. Um, and, and it's, you know, it, it's just because it is so much safer for those of us who are not a person of color to be able to come out as a non-theist or as an alternative quote unquote alternative religion than it is for people in a marginalized, further marginalized community. So black non-believers of DC, black non-believers in general is a really great organization. Mandisa Thomas is the president of black non-believers. She has a wonderful presentation on the um, white nationalism that is invading mm -hmm. a lot of the secular community groups. Um, but just look around if you have any questions. I am happy to answer any questions. You can find me at Secular Democrats of Nebraska on Facebook. Um, my email is Secular Democrats. No, or maybe it's Secular Dems of NE. Let me check real fast before I give that out. Because I have two different email addresses. One is easy and one is not. Um, but there are a lot of really great um, resources out there, but I'm always happy to help. It is secularnedems at gmail.com. Um, and I'm always happy to answer any questions or help find resources if, if I can. Because the worst thing we can do is not help and uplift one another. So yeah. even though I may not always understand what someone what someone's background is, um, I may not understand what a Druid believes, but I understand that they're marginalized and that they probably align more closely with the secular community than they do with the religious community. Not necessarily, not because of beliefs, but because of treatment. Right. And one other thing I always wanna point out is there's a difference between secular person and secular institutions. So I'm a secular person um, I actually consider myself an atheist. I don't typically use the term agnostic atheist because agnostic atheists acknowledge I can't ever know, but I'm pretty sure. Whereas I'm just like, eh, 
I just, I just, I just don't never had that gene. I don't have the belief gene never did. Um, and then a secular institution would be the public library, public parks, public pools, um, Congress, um, institutions where there should be no qualification for religion, public schools, haha. -ha. <laughs> um, but there are what I what I like to tell folks is if you went to a public library and before you could check out a book, you had to make an offering to Thor, you might feel uncomfortable. And that's how a lot of people feel when there's a prayer on the on the house floor before a session mm -hmm. or at a party meeting. That's a, that's supposed to be a secular institution. And it doesn't matter what prayer it is, someone is being excluded. Yeah. So even if it were a Native American prayer, there are going to be people in the crowd who feel neglected and feel excluded and feel like they're not being respected. So when it comes to prayer in secular spaces, how about no? How about no indeed? Here in Delaware, gosh, probably a handful of years ago, there was a someone who went before our local regional government and offered a prayer um, from a pagan perspective. And it's funny how all of a sudden prayers that were fabulous and fine and it's great and they're, they're keeping Jesus in the, you know, what have you. The minute it was a religious belief that they that didn't cater to them, all of a sudden now it's a problem. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a thing, guys. It's, it's really yeah. not everybody or nobody. How about nobody then? Right. Well, and, and I always point out that you can't include everybody. Mm -hmm. There's not a way to include everybody in a prayer. Because again, there are over 4,000 gods. Who are we praying to? And I do not have time to list off the 4,000 gods. I don't even know them. Like, they're not on my Christmas card list. <laughs> they are not. I don't even know them. They, they did not. She doesn't I, even go here. I, yeah, they keep trying to make fetch happen, and I'm like, thank you. Um, I would like to say they have never once sent me a birthday card or anything. So, uh, but that's that's really what it comes down to is is you can pray anywhere you want. You don't need to force it on the people who don't want to hear it. Like I can guarantee you right now, there is somebody in school praying oh what's what's 80 times 195 oh god help me you know somebody mm -hmm. is praying people are praying in school people are praying at the parks people are praying in congress but they shouldn't be forcing it on the people who aren't praying exactly which reminds me i told you about this beforehand i met with the interfaith council of nebraska this weekend can i tell the story please 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 Okay, so it was by accident. I didn't mean to meet with them, but it was beautiful because there were two pastors in there. And I was explaining inclusive language and how it's so easy if, if candidates and political parties were to change just a couple of phrases, how they could reach the secular community. Easy. First one is change freedom of religion to freedom of and from religion. 
second one is those of faith and those of no faith, because that's inclusive. And one of the pastors, we met Friday night, Sunday, we had our state central committee meeting and she came up to me and says, I need to speak with you. And I'm like in a panic because who said that, you know, <laughs> that's never a good thing. So we get called to the principal's office. I know. So we, we went and she goes, I did a funeral yesterday and your words really resonated with me. So when I addressed the group, I said, I know that there are people here of faith and people here of no faith. And I really want to apologize for your loss and let you know that I'm here for you. And then she said, it felt right. She felt like she was making a difference and she's going back and redress, you know, looking at her other statements that she makes to people to make them more inclusive. I'm sitting there in this meeting, almost in tears. And I give her a big hug and I am not a hugger, <laughs> not in public. I, I'm, I just, it's not my thing. And I'm just like sitting there trying not to burst into tears because this person's been a pastor for many years. And I, she told me that I, I just changed the way that she looks at things and it meant the world to me because I just made people out there who are going through that loss and already feel alienated. They feeling just a little bit more included now. And I'm going to tell you, I cried. Like I got home and I was like, oh, <laughs> she ate me awake. I absolutely love that. I mean, yeah. we've, we've all been in to funerals where, you know, it's two hours long and, and it's just a person who's literally never spoken to the deceased and, oh, Jeb would want you to come to Jesus for this very moment. And it's, and it's like, this is not as disingenuous, but it's offensive. Mm -hmm. the, the amount of time that gets spent trying to tell people, oh, you know, you could, you should just come to Jesus rather than having someone's funeral be about the deceased. Yeah. Hey, man. So when my dad passed away, it, we knew it was coming. Um, and so he was able to plan his going away party, as he called it. Nice. And he had um, a stand-up comedian. He had a band. Um, I love this so much already. Yeah. And there was no religious talk. It was just, it was a true celebration of my dad's life. And it was you know, it really kind of told me what I want when it's my time. You know, I want um, a disco ball. I want laser lights. Basically, I want a rave. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it's fine, you know. But it, it my father was, was never religious, but he was never openly anything else so right. i'm not going to place anything on him what he was or wasn't because he never said otherwise um but i think that that is there's so many different ways to celebrate a person's life and one of the most boring is talking about a religious entity yes there's a really fantastic book for those of you who are listening do i have to wear black uh customs and funerary etiquette for modern pagans this looks at um, different pagan umbrella faiths, but also there's rituals and services for non-faiths as well. 
There are individual chapters written by practitioners of those individual faiths. And Mortellus has done a great job really putting this together in a way that honors everyone's wishes and includes things like how to write a, um, an ethical will, how to create uh, specific documents, where to find them for free, and really a huge amount of materials, places to go, things to look at, and ways to keep this um, as a relevant practice throughout your year. Uh, for example, I update my, my living will and my other necessary pieces and parts um, at Selwyn when, you know, we're, we're already thinking about our ancestors and, and death and dying, where I go and review those materials to make sure that they're current and they're currently applicable. So Mortellus, M-O-R-T-E-L-L-U-S. There are other episodes with Mortellus uh, you can download here. And um, it's just a really fantastic book. And I, I, I say that because it is, not because they asked me to uh, do the foreword for the book. <laughs> well, now I need to go and buy a book. Thank you. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's a giant, giant tome. Uh, but there's so many really incredible resources in there for things that there aren't really um, resources for, like the death of a pet or uh, how to handle uh, a funerary, funerary etiquette or offerings for um, a, a child that was lost in utero. You know, people who are who had stillbirths or have had um, other losses that other books are definitely not ever going to cover. And so I, they're beautiful and moving, and it really looks at a part of our culture that we have a big problem with, and I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love the theory of stardust. You know, we we come from stars, we go back to being stars, um, and. I have so many theories on, and I have no, no scientific background, or as my <laughs> best friend and I would call it, schmientific schmackground in this. Um, but I have so many theories about parallel universes, and that's why we have things like ghosts, and that's where things like um, deja vu come from. And, you know, when you're so convinced something happened, and you're like, no, no, you're 100% convinced that this event happened in this way. And then you have find proof that it didn't. And you're like, no, that's a hundred. I think it has to do with your sharing a memory <laughs> from a parallel universe. And so I always like to think that all of my dead animals are sitting on this parallel universe in bionic form. And I'm their pet. And they're like sitting there going, oh, what are we going to do when she goes? She's going to be over the sparkle bridge because they don't have the rainbow bridge there. It's just all glitter. Um, <laughs> But even things like the Rainbow Bridge are completely non-inclusive because it doesn't include people who don't believe in the mm -hmm. afterlife. So, so many things that we can talk about for hours. I am so tickled that you got to stop by today. This is I'm, a lot. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I can come back anytime and talk about my theories on ghosts. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we should have a whole episode where we just talk about parallel universes and Rachel's completely non-scientific, no mathematical, <laughs> there is no quantum. Nope. This is what I think. And I'm sticking to it. I'm a Republican. Okay. <laughs> um, so absolutely. Thank you so much for stopping by. How can they, our, our listeners get a hold of you if they have more questions? 
Um, you can reach me at secularnedems at gmail.com. You can follow me on, or you can go to my page, which is Secular Dems, Democrats of Nebraska. Um, Lincoln Atheist is another page. You can always message me through there. Uh, we do have a link tree at linktr.ee slash secular dems of ne. And that will provide all sorts of resources and um, that I use in my presentation. Um, also, if anyone out there would like me to come and speak to your group, I am happy to do so. I really wanna just get the word out about secular voting. Uh, right now, I am not famous, famous enough or um, I'm doing it all for free. I just wanna get the word out. So nobody, there's not like a fee or anything. We will take donations, that's fine. But um, I just really wanna get out there and help people connect to, um, to, to, their, to get help candidates and other secular voters and other secular people find community. That's what I want to do. Perfect. I love you. I love your whole face. I love your whole face. Score, we're twins. Oh, um, and Agatha, <laughs> Agatha also wants to say that she appreciates you and all of your books. It's helped her become a more witchy bitchy candy. <laughs> and I hear they're comfortable to nap on. Yes. You have an amazing day and thank you again so much for stopping by. You have a great night. <laughs> well, you get this. You take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Remember, we're all trees in the forest. Nurture each other. Hey there, Amy Blackthorn here. You right now can download the first 30 pages of my next title, Blackthorn's Botanical Wellness at amyblackthorn.com along with the rest of my titles for free. Again, that's amyblackthorn.com to check out all of my books available for order now.